Hello everyone and welcome to episode number five of Handling My Shit. It's been a little while since I have recorded a podcast. Um, there was a lot of things going on in my personal life. Um, if you listened to the last episode, it was just coming up to the time um, of the anniversary of my mum's passing away. So I just took some time to deal with that handle handle all of the emotions um but we're here we're back and we are ready to go for a new episode so this week's episode i thought i would cover um body image it's such a big topic of discussion and it's something that people tend to to ask me um quite a lot in terms of if they know me if they know my my training history um i have come from a bodybuilding background as such um into now a crossfit style of training this is probably sparked from back in uh, august i think it was i put a post up on my instagram um and it was like a side by side photo um one of me from when i did my bodybuilding competition and like one of me currently um to show the difference of how bodybuilding um my training was purely for aesthetic purposes then and now I do CrossFit it's more performance based so this is the kind of route that we're going to go down with this episode talking about how how to handle like the changes of body image throughout the course of your fitness journey or even if you're on another journey for example pregnancy I obviously don't have a child and I can't fully relate to that but your body changes massively throughout that process. So we'll just kind of touch base on a few different things. Um, I'll also cover, I put a poll out on my Instagram and asked for some input from you guys about what you're currently training for, what your goals are and why why you are like focusing on these goals. Um, so we'll get back to that. So basically, if we go back to the start of my training journey, those of you who've been listening to all of the episodes up until this point, you know or you may have heard me touching upon the reason that I started the gym back in 2013 was because the coping mechanism for dealing with the situation of my mum being like diagnosed with her secondary cancer it was my escape it was the only place that I could go um, and just like switch my brain off and not think about anything else so that was back in 2013 which was eight years ago which is crazy to think of um I cannot believe how quickly time passes and how quickly you get older but anyway so that was back in 2013 after having been in the gym um for for about a year. I also mentioned uh, previously that I decided I was going to become a personal trainer. I studied my personal training qualification on the side when I was working in the hospital. Um, So really, I got into, I suppose the style of training that I was doing was bodybuilding at the time um once I once I ventured away from the classes because yes I was that person I went to the gym I went to the classes like everyone most people I mean the majority of people go to classes because it's like the safe comfort zone um you don't need to really worry too much about what to do so yes we've all been there we all start somewhere and that was me I was that person eventually then I like wandered into the gym floor started to do a bit of weight training 
uh, and so on. Um, so the style of training that I was doing then was probably a lot of bodybuilding style. Um, I did a lot of compound lifting, so like squatting, deadlifting, the occasional bench press. I wasn't a massive fan back then. I am now. Um, and because I was studying my personal training qualification, it all kind of just like linked into one another. Bodybuilding, um, like bodybuilding physique competitions for me at the time seemed to be very apparent in the gym that I trained in which was then the gym eventually that I worked in like loads of the personal trainers um had either done or were going to prep for a bodybuilding competition like members it just seemed to be the thing um and I suppose it's kind of like that saying if if you constantly think about something like if you're constantly thinking about seeing a yellow car you're going to see a yellow car so if you constantly see something in your environment then you're going to get like sucked into that um, now obviously bodybuilding physique competitions are still massive they have been massive since way back in the day um like from olympia days arnold schwarzenegger etc um so it's not as if it was a new thing but it just seemed to be like all that i was seeing and taking in when i was in the gym um so at the time, I thought about doing a bodybuilding competition um, for two reasons. One reason I figured it would be it would be a good selling point almost as a new PT, like to do a bodybuilding competition to show that I could put myself through the process of extreme dieting and training, if you would call it extreme dieting and training. Um, it would it would give me the expe like the learning experience of how to manipulate my body through diet and exercise. Now don't get me wrong, I did have a bit of input um from a couple of boys in the gym. I was all very new to it. Um so there was some input in terms of like helping with the food side of things um and the training side of things. But I just wanted to see like what I could do for me and myself um, and then I also thought like this would be quite good like then once I qualified as a personal trainer I could relate to people um, who were either looking to do something really similar or just relate to people in terms of like some days are going to be really good training wise some days are going to be really shit and hard Um, the nutrition side of things like you can't get away with eating shit 24 hours a day and have an amazing physique like you can't out train a bad diet that good old saying I mean there was a point that I did try for a very long time um but it turns out that you can't so then I did my bodybuilding competition and if we talk about body image at this point I had gone from being like an okay shape I didn't have loads of muscle loads of definition I wasn't overweight I wasn't carrying a lot of body fat I was just like an average an average female frame um I have a dancing background history so I would say I've always been in okay uh, shape but I had never done a lot of weight training before so I didn't have a lot of muscle mass so at the time I was I was okay with the way that I looked um but then as it got into the prep for the bodybuilding competition like we realised, me and the boys who were helping out, uh, we realised that I actually had to try and put on a bit of size because for a physique competition, like you stand on stage in a bikini, smothered in fake tan, um, 
like hair and makeup all done if you're a female like if you're a male you do be a fake tan as well and it's basically like you are getting judged on the way your body looks like how your muscle definition is how like how you move on the stage like your pose and your routine whatever it is that you're doing and if you're listening to this and you know me you're probably thinking like that is not Carol at all. You are a hundred percent correct. I think you would have to pay me a lot of money and get me very drunk to do it again now. Um, but like I said, I just wanted the experience to see what it was like for me, to see what it was like um for the training and nutrition experience, and it was it was exactly that. It was an experience that I will never forget. It made me step out my comfort zone even more. Um, I was so nervous. Up until the point, probably like until six or seven weeks before, I was still having sneaky like Domino's pizzas at the weekend, thinking like it's fine. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it. Uh, and then eventually got my shit together and reined it in for the last like six, seven weeks. Um, but body image wise, like that is a process, and itself because you go from being wherever you are at your current physique levels to then going through a a, a prep so they call it like a, a bodybuilding prep so like the diet phase um you go through a prep and then you get to the point where or hopefully you do get to the point where it's competition day and you are so lean like you can see all of the muscle definition across your body you look at yourself in the mirror or I used to look at myself in the mirror and think is this actually me like that's mental it's mental how your body can change so much and it's mental like how you can how you can look totally different um so for me then like it was amazing I had never been so lean I had never seen so much muscle in my body so at that point I was like I was training purely for aesthetic purposes because like I said you get judged on the way you look on stage um how your your muscles look um and everything that goes along with that so at that point in time my my training like my training was very aesthetic focused rather than goal focused now don't get me wrong I wanted to hit certain lifts in the gym like I really wanted my deadlift to be 100 kilos um it's funny how like looking back now like that just for me that just seems like a really like trivial thing um because my deadlift is we heavier than 100 kilos now but like I said we all have to start somewhere so there was there was the point of right I want to hit like this weight on my squat I want to get this on my deadlift I want to like lift heavier weights across like xyz so it was a slight goal focus of gaining strength but for me it was all about like how I looked and then after um my bodybuilding competition it was very difficult to try and get into I'm going to put this in inverted commas a normal a normal body um kind of similar to where I had been pre bodybuilding competition like you see yourself at that point you see yourself like you're constantly looking at yourself and thinking like this is the best shape I've ever been in if I look at photos now of me when I did my bodybuilding competition like I am half the human I was pretty much to what I am now like I was tiny I think if you if you didn't put a good fake tan on, um, if I wasn't kind of tanned at the time, I would look very, very ill and malnourished. And I know that's a very extreme thing to say, but 
that's just to kind of give you an idea if you've not seen the photo feel free to go and have a look on my instagram at c.dev underscore x of me being a lovely little tangerine dream um as opposed to now where i am very much not a tangerine uh, dream i am just i'm just a crossfitter um who definitely needs a sunshine holiday sometime soon to top up that tan but anyway uh so like it was hard to see my body change again you like when you get to that point you you buy different clothes because you want to buy smaller clothes and then your body image uh, it changes again because that's not sustainable like that competition physique is like one day couple of days max you go back to introducing like all your normal foods back into your diet and inevitably you're going to gain weight again um so that was that was quite a I'm not going to say a challenge well it was a challenge um a challenging time to see your body go from one extreme to the other so after my bodybuilding competition that was in 2016 I did that so I was only 24 at the time and compared to now social media wasn't as massive back then as what it is now or I wasn't as big on social media back then as what I am now um and I don't mean that I'm an Instagram celeb I just mean like you didn't really use Instagram or I didn't really use Instagram when I was 24 years old. Um, whereas now it's like, it engulfs everything. So that was back in 2016. And then after that, I just kind of continued on with the training that I was used to. But then it was kind of getting to the point where I knew that I didn't want to do another bodybuilding competition. Um, because like I said, that was like a one-time thing. It was totally out with my comfort zone um but it's not something that I would like to do like you people do this like multiple times throughout the year so they go through like loads of preps and um, they do a few competitions but for me and in my opinion like that wasn't sustainable for me so I needed something else to put my focus into in terms of like training and potentially physique wise so after 2016 in the competition um I in 2017 I sold my flat and went and traveled the world for five to six months which was amazing if you're listening to this no matter what age you are if you ever get the opportunity now I'm not telling everyone just to get up leave their job sell their house and go and travel the world it might be a bit difficult just now uh, given the whole covid situation but if you ever get the chance to travel even if it's just like a few weeks, a month, like I would highly recommend just getting out there and seeing the world. Like it's probably one of the best things that I've ever done in terms of life experience. Um, and I've, I've got memories from that time that I will never, ever forget. So that was in 2017. And when I left Glasgow, and went on my travel journeys the first place that I went was Canada so one of my very close friends Sarah and her husband David they stay in Canada so they had just moved out there probably and I think it was like the March or the April and I then went out in the July so we stayed there I say we I went with my other half at the time we stayed there with them probably for like seven weeks on and off between like seeing different places in Canada, staying with them, like having a base. Um, and while we were, while we stayed with them, we 
we tried CrossFit. So they had just joined the CrossFit gym. By this point, everyone had seen the Netflix documentaries. If you've not seen them, like the fittest on earth ones, then even if you're not into CrossFit, it's still it's still class. It's like it's amazing to watch like how people perform and just the the capabilities that people have at that level, like to be an athlete at that level and be able to use your body and do all these things, like it's amazing. So we'd all seen like the fittest on earth documentaries, like everybody wanted to try CrossFit because it just looked absolutely wild, but like kind of good fun. So we tried CrossFit and I actually like as cheesy as this sounds, just fell in love with it. There was so many things to focus on, like CrossFit has so many elements to it in terms of weightlifting, Olympic weightlifting, gymnastics, like general fitness through running, etc. Which again is not my favourite thing in the world, but it it was something that I thought like this this could be this could be my next thing. Like I could get into this and it could give me a focus. And that's exactly um what I did. So that's how I got into CrossFit. So when I came back from travelling I that was like the end of 2017 so then the start of 2018 I then joined um the CrossFit gym in Glasgow so I joined CrossFit Glasgow and I trained in there for a year and it wasn't until 2019 that I basically had some chats with the coaches and made it made it known that I thought I was like okay at CrossFit but I would love to try and progress and then get into the competitive side of things because again I just like I wanted something to focus on in terms of my fitness and exercise um I suppose at this point like in terms of body image I had obviously gone from like the bodybuilding background to then going to CrossFit and if you've ever been in a CrossFit gym like it is I mean it's world renowned it's hilarious that there's so many jokes get made of uh, the fact that everybody trains taps off I mean I love training taps off obviously I wear a sports bra because nobody needs to see that in the gym uh, but people just love to get like half naked and get really sweaty and exercise and CrossFit I don't know why that is a thing but it is a thing uh, and I remember like going to CrossFit and being so self-conscious of people knowing that I was a personal trainer and thinking like I had to look a certain way. Um that's uh another body image topic. Um like and then I remember going into like the classes and people like taking their top off and me thinking, oh my god, like that's amazing. You've taken your top off, you don't have like an absolutely ripped physique, you don't have six back abs, like everybody was just so comfortable in the environment and I was just like that like this is good, this is what I this is what I need. Um I don't need to be focusing, I don't need to be obsessed with my body every single day. Um and like I mentioned briefly there, like when you're a personal trainer, my my advice like to myself, to my clients that I train online, to people who I train in the gym, like whatever role you're in, whether it's your job, whether you are a parent or like however else you want to relate this, like I always think you should practice what you preach. If you, like for me, in my opinion, somebody who is a personal trainer, fitness coach, like 
should be into fitness themselves. They should do some form of exercise. They should look after their body because how would you expect somebody to take advice from you if you don't follow the advice that you're giving out to them? So as a personal trainer, body image comes into it quite a lot. There's like the the constant societal pressure of you have to look a certain way you have to eat certain foods you need to like behave a certain way you're not allowed to drink alcohol like there's a lot a lot of pressure um in terms of your body image when you work in fitness so that was obviously in the back of my mind when I was doing crossfit but then after having moved into the competitive side of crossfit training in 2019 so that was only just over three years ago. So I've only been doing CrossFit competitively since 2019. I have only ever done one individual competition. I've done a few team competitions, but then that good old virus, COVID hit, the world shut down for just over a year. So I've not yet got another individual competition under my belt as such so hopefully 2022 fingers crossed it will be the year that I stop being such a such a shite bag sort of the language um in that front and like get another individual competition done uh so at this point when I transitioned into the competitive side of CrossFit that's when I realized that my training focused as much as sad, as sad as it may have been, um, was no longer about aesthetics. It was about performance because there was times I would go to training, I would go to the gym, and because I had done a lot of like strength bodybuilding training, like I was in a pretty good position for like basic lifting and crossfit, so like squatting, deadlifting, pressing. Um, these were all things that I had strengths in but there was also like a lot of weaknesses there so I very really did any sort of fitness training when I was into a uh, bodybuilding my gymnastics gymnastics is not something that I have ever like done at any sort of level so I basically have I, I mean I still am like again if you have me on Instagram like I am forever trying to get myself some stunning gymnastics it's a very up and down process that really annoys me sometimes but I'm working on it so there was a lot of holes in my like overall um capabilities if you if you like so it was at that point that I realized like I could no longer train for aesthetics if I wanted to get good at CrossFit like my whole goals had to change like I was training for performance now and the good thing about this is like when you train for performance like if you have a diet that is relatively on point most of the time like you have aesthetics as a byproduct and what I mean by that is if you train if you train hard you eat well um then the body image aesthetic side of things just kind of takes takes after it looks after itself um so you have I would like to say like a decent I have a decent body image now uh, I don't stress about how I look and certain situations unless unless I'm trying to find a clothes that fit and it's really annoying that I am like I've got a really big back I do have a tiny waist and pretty big legs and some big glutes so it can be it can just be awkward like trying to find something that fits my shape that's why I live in Lulu's probably 90% of my life but 
so I'm not overly fussed about like body image now don't get me wrong like if there's like certain situations come up like events or a holiday then I'll kind of rein it in a bit um in terms of like eating eating sugar and like kind of cleaning up my diet I feel like I hate that phrase like a clean eat a clean diet but basically I know when to I know when to push it more and I know when to rein it in also like for performance like if you're training for performance your body needs fuel you need food you can't get away with doing hours and hours of exercise and training and not putting good food in your body one you're going to be absolutely like knackered all the time like you're not going to be able to perform and you're also going to hit a plateau level where like for strength for example like you're never going to get past the point of where you're at if you don't give the body like your body the fuel that it needs I always used to like I mean occasionally I'll do it now but like back when I used to train one-to-one all the time I used to talk about like that in relation to your car if your car needs petrol you put petrol in your car because your car gets you from A to B well the exact same applies like to your body your body takes you from A to B your body basically allows you to live and do the things that you do day to day whether it's exercise get up in the morning like move about take your dog a walk play with your kids like in, in order for your body to do these things you need to give it food so like why why do you not do the, why do you not give your body the same the same love and respect that you give everything else so that is my advice for you um if you are training for performance then like make sure you're looking after yourself in all areas including what you put into your body so this is where um i opened up to my following on instagram i put out a couple of polls this week um just to kind of see what the general the general feeling was for where people are at like if people train for aesthetic purposes or if they train for other reasons and it was actually quite surprising all of the information that came back so looking at the poll the percentage split for like why people train was like massively different so it was only like 17 percent of people train for aesthetic reasons whereas 83 percent of people train for other reasons so now these are all anonymous i i'm just going to run through some of these um have maybe a brief chat about some of them but they're actually quite interesting. Some of these might relate to you. You might be thinking, yep, that was me. I answered that. Uh, so if you did, thanks for your input. But I think the most important one, like for me, the one that's at the top of that list, given the year, almost two years that we've had with COVID, gyms being shut, open again for a brief time, shut again, people working from home. Like the number one point for people training just now and the number one answer was for mental health reasons um again as mentioned previously like when I first got into training it was definitely for my mental health um it was the only place I could go it was my safe bubble even now to this day like if I if I feel like things are just getting a bit too much if the world is getting on top of me I will go to the gym I will put music on very very loud and I will just train sometimes I don't even have a plan I just go in and do the most random thing but then afterwards like I feel 10 times better so mental health is a massive massive point for people exercising 
And then this relates into like other reasons as well um, for people training. Again, because of the COVID, because of the situation we've been through with COVID and gym shutting, like so many people train for the social aspect. I've seen this um, through work in the gym. I've seen this through like my friends like telling me or people just like chatting to me about it. Like you have no idea. The difference that it makes to someone who has been working from home for the past year, like they may not be like a massive gym goer, but the difference that that can make to their mental health, their mood, like being able to be in an environment with other people who have the same like goals and aspirations or like other people who just enjoy coming to the gym for a laugh. Like that is a huge, a huge reason that people exercise and I love that like we say this quite a lot in work like our one of our ethoses um at the gym is for people like everyone has to leave with a smile on their face if people come to the gym and they don't leave with a smile on our face then we've not done our job properly because we want to be that safe environment where people can come they don't need to think about work they don't need to think about like the stresses that they've got in their life, they literally just come, they listen to our nonsense chat, which there is a lot of, um, if you're a member at Improved Glasgow, we know you secretly love it and you love the food chat. Um, but we just want to have a safe space where where people can just come be themselves, uh, have some fun and leave with a smile on their face. So that that is a massive, a massive point for us. And I feel like that's, like, if you are... A personal trainer, if you own a gym, if you work in a gym or if you go to a gym, even if you're just a, a member of the gym, like it's so important to notice other people around you. Um and if you can if you can make a difference to somebody's day, I was gonna say make a difference to somebody's life, you might make a difference to somebody's life, um as as dramatic as that sounds, but you you never know what people are going through. Um so just be a nice human, like that that's all I can ask. Be a nice human. Um and then other reasons that people train if it's not for aesthetic purposes. Um this is quite this is quite a good one as well. I really like this. Being a role model for your kids. So a few of you answered this. Like again, we've had people in the gym who come in and they've said that they want to be fit to be able to be around for their kids growing up, to play with them, to take part in activities with them. And I think this is this is great. Um, there is a lot of a lot of uh, situations now. I don't really want to to go too deep into this, but kids. Um, there's a lot of kids nowadays who I see either in supermarkets or on the street. Um, who are some of them are overweight there's no denying it um and I just think like that's quite sad like you like these tiny humans they look to you their mums and dads for support and guidance and now albeit there may be a bigger picture there I like I can't go into detail about that but as a parent you provide all of the learning for your for your child so the fact that people want to be good role models for their kids like is amazing um and I think on the flip side of that one of the reasons why I still exercise as much um as much as it was a coping mechanism for me it was also when my mum 
my mum was diagnosed um, the second time round. I was obviously a lot older. I was really young when she was diagnosed the first time. Um, I was only six, but then the second time I was like 21. I was 20. I was just about to turn 21 years old. And it was more like, it was an eye-opener for me. Um, she... And I always say this, like, she didn't have a choice. Like, you don't go out of your way to find cancer and think, yep, that's cool, give that to me, I'm going to deal with that. Like, if that's the card you're dealt, that's the card you're dealt. But, like, having grown up with that and seeing how that affected my mum's lifestyle, um, the reason that I exercise now and I would like to exercise for a very long time is to improve my quality of life to lower my chances of being in a position of getting ill whether that is a disease or anything else um so that's a big factor for me um and someone else one of the girls also said that as well for the longevity like I would like to be here for a long time I mean I don't I'm not saying I want to get to 100 years old because who knows how scary the world will be by that point. Um, but I'd like to be here and live like a long, healthy lifestyle and put myself in the best position that worst case scenario, anything ever happens to me, then my body can fight it um, and then I can get back to, to normal as such after that. Uh, other reasons that people people train um, instead of to look good, I like this one, to be a strong, confident female. So being in a very male-dominant environment, um, I feel like the gym is still quite male-dominant. It's great to see so many more females now going into weights, areas lifting weights. Um, it'll always be... I feel like it'll always be a thing, um, but it's like the yellow car situation. The more you think about it, the more you see it. Uh, but it's great to see more and more females coming in um I see it in the gym and people who come to me for training uh they want to get strong because they want to be able to do things that either their other half can or can't do or they want to be able to be like a strong independent female as cheesy as that sounds um and I love that I think that's great um they push themselves to lift heavier weights which then in turn gives them like greater confidence and then again this leads to like confidence and either their body image it could be confidence in their job if they've got a very male dominated um like place of work like it can give them the confidence to actually like be more vocal and step up and have an opinion which i think is amazing um other reasons <laughs> this one's quite funny uh just to get some time to yourself now again i don't have kids or anything like that i just have a dog uh, but to get time to yourself so that you can basically just switch off from everything and just just be you for a bit i think like i like that that's good uh, and then other reasons the endorphins like how many times have you not wanted to go to the gym you go you do a session whatever it is you do and then you leave feeling amazing the endorphins that you can get from exercise are always worth it and like people people always say to you like that that quote that people love to say like the days that are the hardest are the ones that matter most so the days that you really don't want to go are the ones where you, like you do feel better and like you thank yourself for 
making the effort to get out your bed, get out your house, whatever it is, and get to the gym. So it does make a huge difference. Um, and then lastly, the other other things, um, the other reasons that people train, as much as this is not aesthetic based, it kind of is, um, to feel more confident and more comfortable in themselves in a, a dating slash sexual way um as non-pc as that sounds um so when you think about body image it's how you it's how you see yourself how you think about yourself your perception of yourself how you look but it's also like how how you feel on a on an attractive level towards like either the opposite sex the same sex um and if you if you don't feel comfortable and confident um taking your clothes off in front of your partner, for example, like that is a massive thing. So for some people, exercise is huge in terms of them finding like a partner, staying with their partner, like being able to be intimate with their partner. Like that took a whole tangent that I didn't really think it was going to take. But it's just to let you see and make you aware that we don't all go to the gym just to, to look to look a certain way or to lift a certain weight there's such there's a bigger picture here for so many people and I am very grateful for you all for sharing these um if anyone has anything else that they would like to share I would love to love to chat so feel free to get in touch um and then on the other side of this the other poll that I put out was if you are your current goals, are your current goals like body image related or are they not body image related? And compared to the, the 83%, 17% split on the why you train poll, this one was very, very, like very, very split down the middle. So it was a 50-50 split. So people have goals that they're training towards and like they are body image related. And just to give you some examples of that um the ones that are not body image related were things like people who have competitions coming up whether that is like powerlifting competitions or things like tough mudder so people are still very performance based on that side um another one that i like i really really i really liked i thought this was really really cool um training to have a healthy pregnancy because again even though like, I am not a parent, I don't have a child, I can't relate, but, like, your body goes through such a change in terms of body image from pre-pregnancy, during pregnancy, and then post-pregnancy, and that can be a lot to to take in and deal with as well. Now, this is not my area of expertise, so I'm not going to go any further on that, but I just think, like, if you are willing to put in the time and effort to create a, a strong, healthy environment for your baby to grow in, before you bring it into the world, then hats off to you. Like, I think that's great. Um, and then other things that, the other side of that, like goals were to lose baby weight. So again, like your body image can change dramatically from pre, post, during, like there's so many different stages that your body will go through. It's amazing what your body is capable of as a female. So then having the goal of losing your baby weight is huge I suppose that does kind of come into body image as well because you want to look a certain way after you've had your baby um 
And then other things like performance-based, if we take it to a CrossFit, a CrossFit um, point, people just want to be able to, to RX at CrossFit. Um, if you're new to CrossFit, if you've been doing it for a while, but there's still like certain weights that you that you can't hit or like movements that you can't do, then that's like that is a great goal to have like to to get to the level where you can go rx and what i mean by this those of you who don't do crossfit when you do a workout in crossfit you have the rx version which is basically the prescribed weight and then you can scale it down um rx also applies to like every other movement so for example here's me and my lovely gymnastic skills um if we so we did a workout this week that was the rx was you had to do like five muscle ups as part of the workout but for me because gymnastics is not my strong point and i'm still working on that i scaled that down because i would get more out of the workout by scaling it rather than trying to go rx wasting time essentially not getting anything done um so that's that I think that's like a really a really great place to be. Like if you're in CrossFit, you've just started or you're not quite at the level of doing everything RX, like setting yourself small goals for that and just like seeing how you progress over a period of time is is amazing and I think that's really cool. So that was a lot of information. I feel I feel like there was a lot of tangents on that one. Um, but just to kind of summarise this episode as a whole, um, body image is massive. It affects everyone in so many different ways. For me, how I dealt with the change in body image was I went from a bodybuilding, a bodybuilding uh, style of training into a CrossFit. So I moved from aesthetics into performance, and I feel like that was a good a good place to go because it gave me something to focus on. I had to think about like getting faster, stronger, rather than just thinking I need to be like a certain size, I need to be a certain number on the scales. Um, so for anyone who's listening to this, if you are struggling with body image, if you don't really know how to, how to, to handle um the change like if your body's going through a change whether that's from your training um your lifestyle whatever it is then I would recommend reaching out to someone if you're not a member of a gym if you don't have a personal trainer um I would reach out to someone ask for a bit of advice um you could get some help you could go do some free trials of classes um basically just just don't sit on it for too long. Um, if you want, you can send me a message. I'd be more than happy to chat with you, um, about getting you started on improving your your body and your mind, and hopefully, um, you have all made it through. This one's been a very long one. Um, there's been loads of tangents, like I said. So you've hopefully one learned a few random interesting facts about me. Two learn that if you ever want to see me on a bodybuilding stage in a bikini and fake tan again you will have to pay me a lot of money and probably give me a lot of alcohol for that and then three don't be too hard on yourself like your body is an amazing thing it allows you to live your life like if you didn't have a healthy body if you didn't have a body in general then you wouldn't be here so don't be too harsh on yourself 
love love the body that you have and if you're not 100% happy with it then know that there are ways that you can you can make changes and you can you can regain happiness from that so I just want to thank you all for lending me your ears as always I would love any feedback that you have on this episode or any other episode so feel free to get in touch but thank you again and I will see you all next time